Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? I am well. I am in my motor car here. I am motoring, traveling north out of Oakland. Six o'clock in the morning. Sun is rising. It's a really beautiful day. As usual. You know, as usual, it's beautiful outside. Um, can see the steam rising out of the ref- the refinery here as I get onto the Richmond San Rafael Bridge. Traffic is slowing down. Traffic is beautiful. Um, I am heading to the chandelier factory and I'm very excited to make little chandelier components today spent the last six days working for the artist Uman um, U-M-A-N and she's a, a painter that makes large scale paintings and we've collaborated before on making glass sculptures for her but just a small, a couple little vessels. And so we'd been planning this blow for a little while and I just directed a team of five or six people each day for <clears throat> six consecutive days. One of the days we went from eight o'clock in the morning till 10 o'clock at night making many different sculptural components and sculptures so there was a lot of different parts and switching through different techniques a really great team of sculptors and glass blowers coming together and then um, orchestrating that stuff is you know it really is one of my favorite things to do it's the hardest and most stressful um to try to put all that stuff together um but it is the most rewarding um It is incredibly hard to um, you know it's it's imagining all of the components, all of the parts, and then also making a certain amount uh, a lot of the parts, but also relying on other people to make components, and that world like there's this space where you kind of have to rely on other people making things and their knowledge base and so it has to do with reading their knowledge and and then at times just relying on what they can do 
and gauging that at the beginning of a of, of like a glass piece you'll often kind of orchestrate a you know an hour or two of time when you're working with a team of a larger team you know five or six people and you'll orchestrate a series and sequence of events for making a multi-component piece of glass where you'll need to have certain things kind of happen around a certain time and in the moment you kind of have to relinquish control of those things happening Uh, so you can't do it all and you have to kind of like make a plan and figure out what your best options are and then let that kind of stuff happen and so there's this like you know what can be and i've seen certain people get very stressed but can be a very stressful moment um of like a lot of things like a lot of people making things a lot of things happening while you yourself as the maker are also having to make things and then oversee the quality control of other components being made and then orchestrate the 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 putting together the connection of those components and so it kind of like challenges the most like it's the most challenging for me as a craftsperson um to be making at a very high level but also be communicating at a very clear level and be kind and patient and accepting you know to really accept what you have and what's happening to not um, let frustrations um, and confusion get in the way, which is like so easy in those moments. Like I feel like that's what like making is like built around. <laughs> Often is like confusion and frustration and like it's hard to make things. It's easy to get frustrated making things, and it's like. To be frustrated making something just alone is like a very, you know, regular feeling for me. But then to like be in front of people and be working with an artist that is wants things, you know, they're they want things their way. And then there's also the kind of like team dynamics. There's just so many dynamics to it and it's very public. You know, you're kind of right in front of everyone and everyone can see you and see your faults and mistakes. And um, so it was wonderfully challenging and very rewarding, very hydrating. Number one rule in those situations is hydration. It's really well, number one rule is have fun. Number two is hydration, making sure you drink heck of water. Uh, nothing can throw you off like not have enough water and trying to catch up on hydration never works you're just playing catch up then you're just behind I will even on the days that I know I'm going to be really hot I will just preload on hydration the day before just massively overhydrate um, and then of course supplement with electrolytes um AKA hecka salt. A lot of salt and a lot of water. And then it's off to the races. 
So what is on my mind is part of these glass, this glass component um, is the wrap. Um, a wrap being a way that we apply a hot bit of glass. So sometimes referred to as a wrap or a bit um, that the way that will stick glass on there's a couple different ways you might connect make different components of a sculpture one way you might make it is you might make a little object sculpt that and then connect that um, by using like a torch you could you know make a, a, a sculpt a ball make a round ball and then you have a connection point on the punty, on the pipe, and then you'd break the ball off into you know some sort of holder or grabber or something, a tongs or a metal grabber, and um, then you torch the little um, connection point where that the sharp part was, where it was connected to the ball. And then you stick that ball onto your other larger sculpture that's also a ball. Because you're making a ball with balls on it, right? So that's one way you might connect it. And that's often like a, a way that we would put together components. Like if you need things to be really clean and like you need this, the large ball to be a specific diameter. And then you want to put a lot of small balls on it. And you want those to be very specific diameters and colors and shapes. Then that's the way we'd do that. But another way you apply glass to other glass is with a, a hot bit and that you could um, you would take a very hot blob of glass like hot and gooey closer to the 1500 degree temperature 1517 and then you would um stick that on like it's going to be on your on your blowpipe on your punty stick um as a hot blob not with a neckline not sculpted at all just a big hot blob that you're constantly turning to keep from falling off and twisting up and getting all weird and that you could either blob it on in one big blob on the side of your vessel and you could, if you were making a ball and you wanted to stick balls on it, but you didn't need the balls to be perfectly ball shaped and you kind of just wanted to be blob shape, this would be a great way to do that. You could blob on these blobs and you could kind of like sculpt it gently into like a blob, into a round blob or a square blob, whatever kind of blob you needed. But if you, you could give it a little sculpting, but it would be, um, you know, akin to like taking a blob of clay and kind of slapping on something, kind of pushing it around a little bit. Um, you wouldn't have as much control of the shaping of it. And sometimes that's just what you're looking for. Um, or you might take this hot bit and you might wrap it around the object. A really common kind of wrap is a lip wrap. So that you would have the mouth of a vessel often right after you break it off of the blowpipe and you're attached to the punty rod so you've blown your vessel 
mostly and then you kind of are attached to the lip and now you want to attach a punty and you put a, another punty rod on the bottom and break it off at the lip and so you have the a rod a little handle attached to the bottom of your vessel and then you can heat up the mouth of it and that mouth has little lips on it and those lips you could wrap a bit of hot glass around those lips just so so that you could then um, maybe put a color accent on those lips like if you wanted to have red or yellow lips on your blue vessel uh, then you could um, wrap it around but wait if it's a lip wrap is it lips or is it lip and is it just one big round lip is there not a top and a bottom lip and it's just one big lip how is a, is a lip a circle or if it's a full circle is it two lips this is confusing me now I think it's just one lip but then it's all the way around that was a good one that's very confusing um, so a simple way to do this lip wrap and a simple and small and kind of controlled way is a small bit of glass let's say it's about somewhere in the size of a grape to a golf ball ping pong ball sort of size and that you could color that glass that you would gather a bit of clear glass and then would use a frit to color the outside of that glass so you could roll it in this frit in the powdered little granules of glass color the outside of that and then you get that very hot you still got it kind of ball shaped but you're going to start to kind of point it really while you're in rolling in the frit you like have the frit in a bowl or maybe on the marver table and while you're rolling the color on the outside of the frit on the out rolling the frit on the outside of the glass blob then you'd kind of point it up like you're kind of making a little carrot shape almost the actual shape the, 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 you know, I've been thinking about this like avocado, a carrot. Um, you don't want to look like a light bulb, but you do maybe want to look like a q tip or a matchstick. Q tip and matchsticks are great for punty shapes. Um, I was looking at some avocados lately and thinking about how avo avocado is a great description of this shape because imagine the thin part, the smaller part of the avocado is is on the far side is, is the is the end of the lip wrap the part that you're going to apply first because um, if you really made it like a carrot it's too long and skinny but you want some taper to it like an avocado and you want the the wide part the shoulder we refer to the shoulder the wide part of that glass to be on the pipe so you have a pipe inside of this blob of glass that um, if it was a ping pong ball, let's say then we are about a half inch or three quarter inch inside of that is the pipe. And then another, then we're, and if it was in the proportion of an avocado, that's getting a little confusing with, it's a small avocado, right? Um, 
And proportionally, then we would have another inch or so off of the blowpipe so that, you know, two-fifths of the mass would be on the blowpipe and three-fifths would be off. And the shoulder, the wide part, would be on the stick. And so then the rest would be tapered from the head of the stick down to the end of the lip wrap. And you don't necessarily need it to be really pointy and tapered. Um, Really the important part of these wraps is in the heat, um, which is to get to have the the heat of the glass in such an even way that the the heat is all through the glass and when we're building up these wraps so the wraps that I really want to talk about are these large scale wraps that would be closer to about 12 centimeters because we use a a wooden block and a 12 block, a 12 centimeter wooden ladle looking thing. It's a big scooper. Um, Using this big block scooper on the outside to smooth and center that glass and a size 12, 12 centimeter block um, is a great kind of mid-size large wrap. And to get that size of glass, so let's say it's like a softball or a little bigger. What comes after a softball? Like one of those mini soccer balls. Um, you know, something in that range where it's like a four to five inch diameter sphere. And to get that size of glass on the end of a rod you'll need to gather the glass consecutive times so that you'll need to dip and cool and dip and cool in the glass and if you and then the the idea being that you're going to set up that shape and heat of your wrap from that first dip where you dip in the glass the depth that you dip on that first dip is really really important so establishing that first dip so if we're doing this larger scale let's say we're going to dip an inch and three quarter or two inches deep on a rod that is three quarter to seven eighths inch in diameter Um, and so you'll dip that deep on the end of the rod and then you'll want to have some glass off the end of the rod and so you'll want to dip in that deep and then gather it up in such a way that the glass will also you'll proportionally have at that point you're going to maybe have inch and a half 
glass off the pipe. So proportionally, I have actually a little more lengthwise on the stick than you do off the end of the rod. Doesn't need to be crazy long yet because you're going to gather more. So you're just starting with that base and foundation. And maybe you're going for this Q-tippy kind of shape, but really maybe you're going for a, like a Q-tip but it's elongated. Like if you just grab the tip of the cotton of the Q-tip and stretch it out. <laughs> um, so that it's not all compacted back on the rod. Then on that, then you'll let that cool and then you'll gather again into the clear glass. Same gather line. Gather right up to where you gathered before. Um, nice and even. And then... Gather up to that line. And then you're going to start establishing that glass mass off the end of the rod. And here is where shaping you might shape it with a block with that with a smaller block like an eight block um this wooden scooper ladle looking thing with a wood handle and you're gonna rub that on the outside of the glass to make it really just to center it and to cool it down. You can also just stand up. You could do it at the Marver table. If you're really careful, you can also just do it in the air just by rotating the glass slowly and carefully. Um, but if, you're, if you use a tool, you can cool it down faster. Um, so here is where you're going to start establishing your shoulder. Um the shoulder of the glass being the wide part, you're going to want to keep that at this point on the head of the pipe. You don't want your shoulder out further into the glass, into the parison, the part that is off of the blowpipe. You want the shoulder on the moil, the moil being the part that is on the pipe. So that's the that's the light bulb like you don't want it to be a light bulb you don't want it to be wider and further out where like if you screw the light bulb into the end of a blowpipe you would have the wrong shape you'd have this wider blob out at the end but if you had that avocado on the end of your pipe and you would have the wider part on the pipe the narrow end of the avocado sticking out there these analogies are getting really weird visually this is really confusing me light bulbs and avocados on the end of a blowpipe um so you're establishing your shoulder you're keeping the heat in there so here's where we also don't necessarily want to get this too cold and here's where like the skill and the difficulty of this wrap come in because you're going to want to keep it hot and you're going to want to gather a little warmer you can gather colder and put the heat back in but it's harder to build the heat up 
And what we want is we want this wrap to stretch out evenly, long and even and stretchy um, all at once. And if I want to put a lip wrap on something and I want to, you know, a lip, a small lip wrap, if I want to, I have a two inch diameter opening and I want to put a quarter inch wrap of glass around that whole opening, then I'm going to start with that kind of ping pong size and then have the lip wrap person bring her, point that up a little bit so that we can start with a little point of it and stretch it and we want it to stretch very evenly and consistently and then be hot all the way inside to the core so that I can grab the little tip I touch the tip down of my tiny Cara avocado and I touch that down on the lip and then I draw it back and stretch it out and wrap it all around all within you know 15 to 30 seconds time so the glass needs to be at this kind of temperature where it can just easily go from blob to stretched out rod essentially to stretched out little snaky rod but very hot um and so that then also the finish of that wrap will often be to the place where we just, um, it's so hot that you can stretch it at the very end into a stringer so thin that the glass will just break. Uh, and that, um, if the glass isn't hot enough, you won't be able to get it to stretch out at the end like that and it'll leave. It'll still be stuck on. It'll be difficult to get off, difficult to make it clean and nice. And then if you have to pull too hard, it can also be pulling against the rest of your glass, whether it's your hot wrap or whether the part, wherever you're sticking it, or you could end up leaving the stringer or the trail on the glass in a way that is maybe aesthetically not what you're going for. Sometimes you need to cut it off. Sometimes you are aesthetically setting it up so that you're going to wrap it around and then you want to be able to use a pair of scissors to cut the glass at the end of the wrap. And so you also need it to be very hot at the very end so that it's hot enough to be able to just cut with glass scissors or shears so that you can shear the glass off. So setting up that heat is a really tricky and important part of this wrap. And when it's smaller, it's generally a little easier to handle. It's harder to feel and to know your heat from feel but when it's smaller, it's easier, it's easier to handle. Wait, but can we just take a pause here and enjoy this beautiful sunshine? Sun's just coming up over this Napa mountain hills. 
and the clouds are really beautiful. There's been a couple groups of crows I've watched go by, and now we're kind of getting into the hawk and vulture territory of um, Napa here, up in wine country. Ooh, and ravens, ravens too. I just saw a beautiful raven. And looks like it's going to be a sunny day. It's still cold out there. It's 40 degrees out there. But it might actually be kind of sunny. I think it's going to be, I think it's really cold for California right now. Or for this area. Oh. Oh. Beautiful light. Jeez. Um, so, your hot little wrap. You want that thing to be hot all the way down, and that's the hard part. Um, when it's in the small size, it's easier to just get the whole thing really hot and let the heat soak in, and it doesn't become physically like unmanageable or hard to manage in a in a weight sort of way. It can be hard to manage the small ones just in in turning it evenly and being careful to turn it evenly and to. Um, keep it all um, even and round um, but when it gets really big and heavy um, it can just be physically demanding in a way that's really difficult to keep it from twisting and um, becoming uneven. And so getting a big wrap hot enough in that core heat and keeping that Shape so that it's that shoulder's still back on the pipe. The pipe isn't too hot, so they're not getting the pipe too hot. You're also going to be kind of feathering your heat in the glory hole, mostly just getting the whole thing hot, but being careful to not get your stick too hot because if you go into the glory hole too deep on these big wraps, and you really this is especially if you gather too cold. Then you go to reheat it and you heat too deep, you can get your stick really hot. And also depending on the kind of stick and the wall thickness of the stick and the size of the head and the length of the slug that was used to originally make the, the, that stick, whether it's a solid stick or has a, a welded solid part on the end and how big that solid part on the end is um, that it will con- it can conduct the heat inside of it and metal because it's a better conductor than glass can conduct that heat right into the inside of that glass and end up being almost like the the stick can kind of swim inside the glass like it gets hotter than the core itself and it's moving around 
in a weird way. And so that can also be, it's like, it's really strenuous on your forearms. It's a really tricky, you're just constantly turning this thing very quickly and it can be very crampy on your forearms um, as you learn how to heat these big wraps up and bring them very hot and quick. Um, it could be really very challenging. Um, so we're going to get this thing hot though. We're going to get there. Okay. So we got two gathers on it. Now we are kind of in the actual size of an avocado, maybe a large avocado. Um, we got a great avocado shape and now we want to put another gather on top. So we're going to go back into the glass. We're going to stick it in the glass. And we're going to turn it around. And we're going to get we're going to gather right up to our same original gather line. And then we're going to slowly exit the glass. But we're not we don't want to drain it all off. We don't want to dump the glass. We do want to be gathering this glass up because we do want this thing to be big. So we're going to slowly exit, but evenly gather and wrap. We're kind of coiling the glass around the side as we peel it out of the pot of glass. Where essentially it is kind of like a coiling it around, but in a weird gooey way. You're just, you're, you're coiling the goo that you've just stuck it in kind of around the side. And exiting out of the glass and getting that gooey goo to peel off the end of our gather. So the last part that was connected is down at the very end, the stem of the avocado. And so that we peel off at the very tip and it's almost makes it into a kind of a little, little bit in the pointed range. Um, and then at this point, the inside core of our glass should be heating up. We should be getting a little movement. And this is the tricky part because it's easier to gather with your core colder. If you let the glass cool down before you go back in to gather more glass, it's going to be easier to get an even coating and not you're, it's not going to get wiggly on the inside. But in order to keep our core heat and make this wrap go on evenly and get it done quickly, um, we're going to want to have a little extra core heat. We're going to want to let that be a little warmer so that when we gather, we should be getting a little movement on the inside. And then this is part of also the technique and the skill is to be turning evenly and consistently both for the inside for the core but also for your gooey outside because remember you the outside is now really gooey your inside is going to be moving thick and your outside is going to be wet and wobbly so if your inside is you know starting out in the 1400 range and you're getting to the 15 starting out in 12 getting to the 1400 range as you're gathering 
the gather itself is going to be 2,000 degrees and will start to be settling down to like 19 or so as you're gathering it out of there. It's all really hot and it's all really gooey. So, that exit move is very important. Um, getting out of the glass, drawing it out of the glass, turning evenly for the core, but also turning evenly for this outside. If you were to turn too fast, you could move the outside glass too quickly. And if you're turning too slow, the outside glass can drip off. And if you don't turn consistently, you can get the alignment of the outside glass and the inside glass off. And so then you would be in a place where you're, you might have the right amount of glass and you might be handling it, but it will be, your heat is going to be uneven. And so you have to slowly work that heat back in because the inside is going to be moving it different. It's going to have some, a weird spot, but that's okay. Weird spots are okay. It's part of the deal. We're here for the weird. So then you're going to want to get that back into the heat pretty quickly because you really do want this thing to be even hotter. And if you have gathered at the appropriate heat and the appropriate shape and you've turned evenly and you have this nice avocado big hot wet avocado avocado of lava coming out of the furnace then maybe a move you might perform would be to cool down your blowpipe put it in the pipe cooler which maybe is a trough of water or maybe it's a coffee can with water dripping out the bottom or maybe it's just a wet rag but maybe you're just going to give yourself a second while the heat soaks in from the outside into your core you're going to cool that pipe down and the pipe cooler is what it's going to give you is the ability to hold further up towards the hot part and it's just going to be a little easier to handle uh, when it, the pipe's really hot it's way harder to handle because you got to be way out at the end of it um, so cool it down don't cool it too much so don't waste your time there gotta get out of that pipe cooler cool it down a little bit okay and then um If you've gathered at the appropriate heat and it's still hot and you got to even, then 
you can take that hot bit of glass. You're going to slide your left hand way forward now. Now you can really support the weight and it's going to feel a lot more stable. And then you would take this avocado and you'd kind of hold it, point it up in the air so that the avocado now is going to squat down, almost starting to get back into that ball shape. And then you're going to roll it on the metal table at about a 30 degree angle, let's say. And you're really careful to support the weight, but you're kind of pushing a little bit, but not pushing very hard just to kind of draw out the tip and so you're making this is where that kind of carrot comes in but it's not a carrot it's like a stubby carrot um like if you put that avocado on a lathe and then you turned it so that it was straight sides you know what i mean when you put avocado on a lathe (laughs) um so You're rolling on the metal table. Part of what you're doing is establishing that shoulder, making sure that that shoulder's back on the pipe, and then you're pointing it up just a little bit. But here's where you're, this is the, this is another one of the really tricky parts, is that you need to do this in about eight or 10 seconds. Because if you spend more time than that doing it, it, you're working backwards, like you, you need to be able to keep your core heat and make this shape quickly um, or else it's not if you take you could you could take a lot longer and make this nice shape but then you wouldn't have your core heat and it wouldn't and then you'd have to heat it up so much that you would lose the shape by the time you get it hot so that's part of the like the tricky part of this of the skill setup of this wrap is that you kind of need to be able to do it very quickly. Just a quickly roll, just a quick pass on there. And then uh, kind of get up and off the table and then get it into the heat. Um, if you don't... Um, if you're not quick with it, if you spend too much time with the pipe cooler and then too much time in the marver, you're going to have this perfect looking shape, but it's going to be too stiff. So when you go to heat it, you're going to get the outside really hot and you'll have the tip will be gooey. And then when we try to put the wrap on, instead of one even flow of a nice, consistent, snaky rope of glass, it will have more of a thick part in the middle like where that shoulder you established was potentially that shoulder could drop off the pipe and become kind of a thick part like a snake that ate a rabbit and you have this like thick rabbit inside the snake that then becomes the lump on the side of the piece on your lip wrap or like if you want to put an even snaky wrap over this big vessel you're going to need that wrap to dump out like an even snake. Unless you want a snake that ate a rabbit on the side of your vessel, then I'm definitely your guy for that. Um, 
But if you wanted this snake to be an even, super even snakey wrap and not have a lump, but be an even consistently consistent diameter throughout and then peel off at the end to make a nice little snake tail, um, then that is just how you're going to want to do it. So that there is like that kind of bigger moment of skill and knowledge is like the hot gather getting it to the marver quickly and then it that one or two passes that five to ten seconds on the marver all of your moves are really consistent and clean and smooth and quick and then it's up off the marver and um Um, into the glory hole heat. Now, sometimes you might have to put color on this wrap. I just described a clear wrap. But what if you had to put color on it? You can't just go from the furnace to the pipe cooler to the marver to the glory hole to quickly bring this wrap. Because if you needed to put color like on the outside of this wrap, um, then you'd have to go right to the frit with this big blob. And then you'd be putting the frit on there. You'd be heated up. The frit's going to cool down the outside. Then you're going to heat it. It's going to heat it. Then you're going to probably heat it a lot. Like what if you're using a stiff color? Like if it's a white or a yellow that like is has a higher melting temp um, and a shorter viscosity range. Those are going to add to complexity of this wrap and take it into even more next level skill and difficulty level. Um, and so what you're going to want to do with those is coming out. That's even more so coming out of the furnace with that nice, even consistent shape and slow, steady turns. Still probably go to the pipe cooler. That's all right. Um, and you're going to cool down your stick so you can hold on to it. But you're probably going to want to quickly get to that frit. Sometimes some frits are so stiff that actually what you want to do is go right from the furnace to the frit, roll around on the frit, and then you're going to go over to the pipe cooler to cool it down, and then you can go to the heat. If the frits are really, really stiff, you also may need to pause between heats. You might want to put the frit on and then wait a second. Because if your core is just getting really crazy hot and you're still waiting to get the outside hot, you might want to let the whole thing cool down a second and then go into the glory hole and heat up the outside so that it doesn't get too wobbly and crazy on you. These are some options. Um... So, let's say we want to put white on the outside. Really hard to do. 
couple reasons it's going to be hard to do is one is white is a really stiff color uh, it can be really challenging um, in that it has a high melting temp well certain whites a lot of, like, let's say an enamel white standard enamel white is going to have a higher melting temp and generally a shorter viscosity range meaning that it is goes from solid to liquid quicker it gets wetter faster once it gets to melting temp then it kind of goes it kicks faster like metals generally like wax goes from solid to flowing very quickly there's not really like a range in between where it's like I mean wax can soften up and certain waxes have a wider viscosity range um and like a metals often they'll get a little soft but then they just go wet and just bleh and glass has this kind of in between range and different glasses have different ranges of their viscosity some are slowly heat up and take a long time to heat up and have this wide range to work with and they're generally easier to work with because they give you a little bit more wiggle room and there's some colors often opaque light colors like white and yellow that will um, have a shorter viscosity range so that they're go from stiff to too wet to work with really quickly so we're going to put white on the outside of the wrap because that's hard to do. So first thing you got to do is be able to get the white onto the wrap in an even, consistent shape and coating. Um, if you're doing something large like that, it might be easiest to put that white color out onto the metal table, onto the marver table, um, and have that, have a big patch of white frit on the table. Often we'll use bowls, like a stainless steel bowl to roll in. Um, there's bowls, pie tins, little aluminum scoopy thing you use at the bulk food section. There's all sorts of weird things that are kind of the right shape that glass blowers love to use. Um, but when you get big enough, it's generally harder to pick it up, pick up the right amount of color in the right shape from a bowl. But it's not impossible, and it's totally doable. But if you can, just roll it out onto the table then just like how you were instead of how you were going to marver your bit you might actually just roll on the frit in that same shape kind of marvering out that shape that tapered tip making that perfect lip wrap shape while you're in the frit so then you would roll in the frit pass the glass over the frit and starting to make your nice even shape and 
then here's where you just gathered really hot and you went right to the color because it's white so you didn't even go to the pipe cooler so the stick's really hot the core is really hot and that white is really cold because it's white and it's really hard to heat up so now let's go to the pipe cooler go to the pipe cooler and we'll cool down our stick and we're going to turn slowly and evenly and trying to keep our eyes on center and keeping that shape just so just right and then we'll let that pipe cool down but let's not get the, the glass too cold we're letting the the heat exchange essentially in that glass blob where some of that heat on the inside is going to be moving to the outside and heating up that white and then cooling down the core a little bit and then it still should be moving a lot and then we'll go to the glory hole and start to heat up the surface again and be careful to get that white nice and hot but not heating too deep so we're getting our stick too hot but getting deep enough so we're getting the whole thing hot that tapering that heat right towards the, right at the end of the pipe making sure really smoking that white we're going to need to be aware of our combustion in the glory hole most of the time our combustion is just fine if it's tuned right but white is a tricky color a white will um often go kind of silver or even just brown kind of dirty brown if it's um in a reducing atmosphere if there's not enough air in the glory hole that white might get dirty then the other part that might get that white dirty is in a block or on the marver if the marver has a little bit of rust or scuzz on it that white is going to find that rust and that scuzz and it's going to pick it up huh i become a permanent part of that white so we got to be careful about getting stuff on the side of that pipe. On the side of the white. So your marver is going to be clean. You're going to wipe your marver down before we get started. So the marver is clean. If we're going to put a block on it, which we can do, we're going to be really careful to keep that block really wet and really short little passes. Lots of water. Maybe even if we really are obsessive, we might actually scrub our block before we get started. Take like a little green scrubby and just like scrub the inside of that block. I found that the charcoal buildup on the inside of a block or a mold can occasionally scuzz up some white it's rare and often depending on what kind of the way that you're using the block and, and what kind of things you're using to the block often that charcoal layer will it's hard to get a charcoal buildup in the block it's totally possible 
but you kind of need to like smoke your block a lot and then not block things that are if anything has any surface to it on the block you're going to peel that stuff off and and if you change your water and certain types of wood aren't going to build up the charcoal layer as much so it's not very common but then again like when it's not very common like that's the one time it's going to happen to you is that the box going to leave some scum from the white so be careful of that and sometimes we want to avoid the block but sometimes that's your best option you go get that gather and then boss man boss person is making you roll up the white out of some like weird like salad bowl they have they're like this is the perfect salad bowl for rolling up white for it and so that you have to use the salad bowl and you're like I would rather do it with the marber but they don't want you to do it with the marber because you can't put the white on the marber and so you gotta get it out of the salad bowl and so it's gonna make it's generally when you're rolling up out of a bowl something big it's generally it makes like you're making a more rounder shape and that maybe they don't even want you. It's like they're only you can only do one pass at the marver at the very end, and so they're like, you gotta use the block for it. So the bowl shape is generally gonna make the thing rounder. Then you're gonna block it, and also if you're on hold for a second, if you're in a situation where the person might be ready for the wrap but then all of a sudden they're not ready for the wrap but you don't throw the wrap away and start a new one you just wait you just hang out hold on to it for a couple minutes and sometimes you're just gonna be you need to be you can't let it cool down you need to be ready the whole time so you kind of have to keep it really hot um at which point you would just be getting it really hot and keeping it really hot and just hanging out with it at the glory hole and that is another great reason to use that block because when you're blocking you are able to to finesse that kind of perfect q-tip matchstick shape the blob keeping the shoulder back on it but not having the pointy avocado-ness um of the wrap where you're going to keep it a little bit tighter in shape and keep that shoulder in the correct place but not tapering out the tip so if you need to keep a hot wrap on hold you're also going to probably want to block it newspaper a wet pad of newspaper is possible to use but pretty impossible on white that the white will definitely pick up some scuzz um, so be really careful and cautious with your block to quickly give a quick pass on the with the block so you heat it and then you sit down and you block it and you're probably 
squishing in the tip, re-establishing in that shoulder, maybe angling the, the back edge of the block up a little bit so that it kind of starts that taper, keeping that shoulder up in there. And then you're quickly back in the heat again, just on hold in the heat, coming out of the glory hole a little bit, go back in and heat it. And then maybe this is when the boss person is finally ready for the wrap. And so then you can just make sure you're smoking your heat in there. And then one quick pass on the Marver. And this is back to where we were just taking a gather with the clear glass wrap and keeping that core warm is that now we've got our white wrap, heat established, core warm, and a quick pass on the marble because we've just been keeping it on hold in this kind of rounder shape. But we don't want to bring just a round shape because it will... It will oh, excuse me. If we're doing a wrap, then we don't want just a round shape. If we are just dropping it on like a blob, then that's great. Then that's actually what you want is a blob. Um, and so you got the perfect heat for that. And then you just hope that the boss has a big enough pair of shears to get around that neck when they dump it on um, because you're going to bring it hot enough for them to just dump it all on one big block. But if the boss wants to wrap it around something, um, then you'll probably want to put just a little bit of point and that tends to give it on one side the ability for the bit applier to touch down a small part so when they go to touch down and begin the wrap they don't have to peel that tiny little point out of the ball but instead they have a tip and that marver moment like you're kind of setting up the shape and setting up the wall so there's a little just a tiny bit of structure to that blob of glass so when you do pull it out it all draws out evenly in one even blob. got our big white wrap and we've got the even heat and then 
we go get it really hot and give it that quick pass with the marver and then quickly bring it over and we're going to present it generally these big wraps they just go they just get presented straight up and down and we'll just dump it right vertically so the glass is going to be pointing down onto the piece we're going to wrap it on and if we're wrapping around lip or if we're just wrapping around the the vessel itself is um, all of that's going to happen really fast and that vertical move is like we're dumping that glass off the stick um all at once so that the wrap should be hot enough so that we come over if we just immediately dump it on there and if it doesn't get stuck onto the piece it's all going to spool onto the floor it's all going to run off the stick in one big gooey blob part of that vertical dump move to counteract that moment of going vertical right before we stick it on, we want to hold it up in the air. And this is also something that we'll be looking at as a person putting on the wrap, is as the bit bringer brings it over and they hold it up in the air, the stick should almost start pushing into the center of the wrap, so into the tip of the wrap. So it's really squatting up into this kind of like, uh, let's take that soccer ball and like compress it so it has a ring on around the outside and it's going to squat way up and goes from this like nice avocado with sides on it to a deflated soccer ball with a little point on it and then that compression moment then gets re- elongated as soon as we go vertical with the glass pointing down so the bit bringer walks over with the glass held up in the air pointing up in the air and then presents it to the gaffer person that's going to put it onto the bit onto the vessel and then immediately puts that glass pointing down and so it starts to drip off the end of the stick and that's when the gaffer person then catches that glass and sticks it onto the side of the vessel, onto the lip, onto the waist or shoulder, wherever they want to put it, onto the vessel, and then begins to draw it out. And so part of that drawing out is that 
the first part of the touchdown of that wrap is going to establish the thickness and the aesthetic of the wrap right at the beginning there of the very first part of that touchdown like the the size and dimension of that touchdown are going to be part of the are going to be the aesthetic of that beginning of that wrap and then you'll draw then you're kind of stretching the wrap out so it's starting to get kind of rope like and hanging off the end of the rod and that's when you're kind of wrapping it around as if it were a rope the first part you're just taking a blob and putting it on there and hoping that it looks kind of the right dimension and rope like but then you're able to then once you have a part of it established and stuck onto the side of the vessel then um, you're able to draw it out and start to wrap and you can see the dimension as it's coming down where the heck am I supposed to park here um Okay, so here I am, the old chandelier factory. Um, time to go put on some enormous wraps. So I think maybe um, we gave you enough information to bring this wrap and wrap it on. Big, hot, gooey glass wraps. Whew. That was a big, intense wrap. That was really intense. How are you doing after that? Um, it's pretty scary, right? It's hard to do. Um, getting those big wraps on there. We didn't get to more complex wraps like optic stuff wraps or um, trimming a wrap, cutting a wrap, um, you know, color patterns and trim wrap where it's a little, it's got some sort of like pointy points to it. Those are also really fun too. Um, and I think that wrap probably maybe another thing to talk about is the feeder bit because that's related to that wrap. So let's talk about that that soon. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Um, that was wonderful and confusing. I'm glad we got to talk about that. Love you lots. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye for now. This ain't a message.